we really need to move into African length meetings the way things are going. <laughs> uh, when we were a bunch of us in Mozambique, it was a kind of three hour meeting was normal. Uh, we, we, we could end up there. So guys, if we, the more we fellowship and wonder, the longer it just kind of, kind of takes. But, but we love to fellowship and hang out. So oh, help God. Um, many of you maybe don't know, uh, Stu and, and I went, uh, we've been down to uh, the Revival Alliance gathering in London, um, and some of you are like, oh, that sounds exciting, but I don't have a Scooby who that is. Um, so basically, uh, I'm going to try and not start telling the story, but it, it, was, it was a wonderful time, and I'll explain more what that is and what's happening on the back of that in, in a minute. And, and I really felt, in the end, Teresa couldn't come with me, and I really felt I wanted to take Stu with me, because he's, he's just got such a prophetic heart, Stu, uh, and such a, a heart for worship as well, and it's been so fun just talking about that as we've been away. And, and some of you know, not many of you, uh, but are left actually, but that sort of Annas Horribilis now four and a half plus years ago as a church, and, and, and it really strained uh, my relationship with Stu and him, him with me, and there was a bit of a parting of hearts and they disappeared for a season. But actually, I just, we just want to say this morning, there's been an amazing reconciliation of heart. And it's just so good. <laughs> and, and just, <laughs> I'm going to cry. If you, I don't need to say more, but I, I really want to honour them because not only did they take the risk of trying to fix the relationship, they came back. And, and, and that, that's almost unheard of in church life, uh, you know, to, to reappear uh, in somewhere where you were known and, and you were used. And, and it's taken huge grace on their part and huge courage on their part to re-engage and, and, and I just feel it's so important that we honour that and that we allow them to emerge back into their place in this, in this family. So we went away together and we had a lot of fun and, and it's just so, so great, Stu, that we could do that. You can say something if you want to, you don't have to. But. Is this on? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's been amazing, yeah. I, I just want to say that... Um, you can think that you can outdream God. It's actually impossible. So any situation that you think, that's just, that's just past it. There's no way that's going to work. God can completely trump that. God completely shocked us with what he's done with our relationship and how he's brought restoration and reconciliation. It's a supernatural thing. And um, the the thing that did it amazingly was that we all got completely whacked in the spirit together. Yeah, yeah, it really works. You know, you can, you can try and apply <laughs> principles of reconciliation ah. as, much, as hard as you want, but they, they just don't work. <laughs> and what works is a work in the heart yes. that the spirit does, yes. and that's a miracle. 
And what the Holy Spirit's done with us and the families has been an absolute miracle um, at a deep, deep level. And he's rewired the way that we value one another, the way we honor one another, the way that we love one another. And it's come through an an encounter in the spirit that we had together. And it was completely by accident. Uh We ended up Uh literally lying in a heap on top of one another (laughs) in the spirit, killing ourselves laughing for an hour or so. We didn't plan that, let me tell you. Uh, no. It happened at Heidi Baker Conference, and then we were stupid enough to go to North as well and, um, and decided to... Uh, I just couldn't avoid going near where the Holy Spirit activity was. There's just a magnet. And um, as soon as we got over there, we got pounced upon by, by Hope Church delegates. And, um, and we ended up out in the... Well, I ended up out in the Spirit again and... and, and a work ah. of restoration in the mm. heart started there, and it, it's and it's been carried through. So it's been really, really amazing. It's great, Stu. Yeah. Do you want to say a bit about this last few days? What you? Yeah, man. Wow. <laughs> I hope you can, guys catch some of this because it's just. I've written a few key, just tiny points down to help me, down. but um, I think that the 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 context of the unity that has come out of our, our families um, is, is not unrelated to what God's been doing this week and this weekend because the, the, a huge theme that's been coming through has been honoring one another, has been honoring God, has been um, relationship over principles. And that these, are, these are just like, sound like little throwaway comments, but these are deep, deep works um, that affect our whole lives and affect how we live and affect how we see God, affect our ministry. So we've just had a blast. I mean, we, we had right from the beginning, just traveling down, having a laugh together, eating together when we could fit it in because the, the schedule was just absolutely crazy. It was kind of up early in the morning, meetings. In, let, let me just say something about the worship. This will set him off. <laughs> The, the, there, was, there was a few things, as a prophetic person, you're sitting in the meeting and it was hard not to get too excited um, because the, the building, for one, um, as soon as I walked in, I could tell that it was a place of significance just in terms of the actual location, the building itself. And throughout the whole time that we were there, I was seeing angelic, um, angelic activity, but but more than that, it was like there was a council of heaven that, that was assembled at the same time. There was such a sense of amazing purpose for this occasion. And uh, I don't know if you guys heard some of the background of the, uh, the conference, but um, the, the kind of importance of the date and when, and when it happened, there was such a real sense of God's timing and God's location on it. And there was literally representatives from every stream of the body of Christ. It was amazing. And it, it felt like heaven had assembled to um, make decisions about what was gonna, how they were going to roll out the um, good news to the nation and, how, and how, the, how the gospel and how the kingdom was going to be advanced throughout the whole United Kingdom. It was so exciting. Um, so the things, some of the things that were covered... Where think, um, Bill Johnson did some amazing stuff over um, presence, over principle, and, and 
and fostering the presence of God and getting into a lifestyle where we live at, in, in the reality of God's Holy Spirit on us all the time. And that is everything that we do comes out of that sense of intimacy with God. Um, and, but I just kept getting caught up in the worship with um, God. I, I, those of you who know me know that um, I'm into music and um, that that's something that really gets me going. I, I work in music as well, and I just love it. But there's something spiritual about it, and God's been speaking to me about music and about sound, about his voice, about the, his creative uh, power, and the fact that in him all, there's all, possibility of, all creative possibilities are in his voice. And that when we, when we hear that God spoke and spoke the universe into existence, it wasn't just a a man's voice speaking. It was the voice of God which contains all creative possibility. It's music and singing and declaration and, and instruments are in him. And um, he's been revealing something of his plan to me for, um, for bringing the, the sound of heaven to his church. And heaven actually has a sound. Heaven actually has an atmosphere. And there's noise and there's activity in heaven that we're usually not aware of. And God wants to bring part of his, uh, when we pray, let your kingdom come on earth as in, is in heaven. Part of that is us connecting with the sound of heaven. And um, I'm just excited to try and see what we can achieve as a people and, and as musicians and as people who work in the industry and all that kind of thing of bringing heaven sound to earth and, and um, we had there were times in the worship that was just unbelievable, where literally um, the the band locked into something that was happening in the spiritual realm, and it it would change from us from a thousand people jumping, shouting, and screaming um, in exuberant joy to in an instant dropping to their knees and in, in reverence and awe and the air was thick with the presence of God and it was almost like it was all orchestrated and everybody knew what to do and then, and then within a, a 20 minutes or something we'd all be in that state and then all of a sudden we're all up again and we're praising and, and we're doing gypsy worship and there's somebody on a fiddle it was just absolutely amazing and I just, want, I just want to give you that picture in your mind of we, we are about to go on a journey um, together as a, as a church, as a people, as, as the people of God in the UK. But the really big thing, i just finish with because otherwise I'm going to be preaching and Andy's uh, going to have no time to tell all the good stuff, um, is that um, I, God really spoke to me about him raising up um, a church of the United Kingdom and um, that there is a, a sense where we've got used to and happy with denominationalism and separate streams and separate expressions. Um, we've kind of created a theology and a, an acceptance of all these different diversities. But there is a, a unity that God wants to bring that, that's similar to how uh, we have been joined in heart even, even if there is disagreement, God can bring a unity in the spirit. Even if we don't agree on everything, there is, a, there is a unity. And God wants to bring a unity in his church in this nation. And this revival that's coming, and that's actually already started, is, is going to be one where he removes the, the, the barriers of, of uh, criticism, uh, of superiority, um, of judgmental attitudes, 
um, and where he brings in an honoring of one another, where we prefer one another, where we encourage one another's ministries, and where we, we lay a, we're going to lay a sheet on this, in this nation for the church to rise. And there'll be no more, this is a that church, and this is a, it'll be the church in the United Kingdom. In the United Kingdom. In the United Kingdom. Do you believe that? Pray for people. Ha. I just feel that, that we... Ha. <laughs> if you have a broken relationship... Oh! Ha. There's a, the, the spirit of God here is a spirit of reconciliation. You want to put your hand on your own heart. You'll know who the person is. All right. We, it happens to all of us. God, God can give you grace for the biggest pain to overcome it and reconnect. All right? What Stu's prophesying about the United Church, then that has to happen. It has to be a melting, an honouring, a, re- a reconciliation, a reconnecting. So, and, and that isn't just sort of lots of big leaders sitting around eating meals together. It's about you loving someone and, uh, that perhaps you fell out with. Is that, is that cool? Just, just you, it may not be any of you, but I, I doubt that. <laughs> Just think of a person, persons, let's just pray. Holy Spirit, you, you do come and bring reconciliation and you flood us with love. Aha. And uh, Jesus, you died on a cross to reconcile man to God, but also man to man. You tore down the dividing wall between the different groups, men, women, Jew, Gentile. And we just, just release actually right now reconciliation in this place, a heart to find brothers and sisters and love on them again and mm. find intimacy and closeness again. I think we should pray. Yeah. Ha. Oh, God. Lord, we thank you that in you there is no division. Lord, you are perfect unity. Ha. Lord, and you are perfect in honouring yourself you honour your son. The son honours the father. Spirit honours the son and the father. Both honour the spirit. There is a mutual yes. honour and respect yes. and value within the Godhead. And we want to be like you, God. We want to have the joy that is that's freedom from guilt. Freedom from anger and freedom from, from the poison of bitterness, God. And we Lord, we declare a new day of favor over the church where we can enter in, enter into the sweetness that is reconciliation and forgiveness, God. And we we release that over the church. I release that over the church. What what we have broken in this relation in 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 joining our relationship together in our our families and the and what you've done with us, God, we release that. We impart that to the church, Lord, that you can bring yes. reconciliation within families, within wider families, within neighbours and neighbourhoods. We ask it for, for in, in workplaces. We ask for it in, within brothers and sisters in the church, between churches. God, release it now by your yes, spirit. So, yeah. By your spirit, release mm. it, God. Amen. Mm. Amen. Huh. Before I go, I just need to say something. God told me I need to do mm. this. Um, I want to honour Andy and Teresa and the leadership team here for what they have um, been doing and how they've handled um, the last few years that 
that they have, res- they have, I don't know if you know this, but they have fought for you and for, for this church and laid down their lives for this church so that you can receive something. And they have done battle in the private place for things that you are, are, are walking into. And, and there is a joy in that. And I've, I've seen Andy wrestle with things that are for your benefit and, f- and for our benefit and for our blessing. And I just, I just want you to honour these guys. But I, I think we should just honour these guys right now and say how great they are. this one phrase just kept going through my head and it's still going through my head and it's to the victor go the spoils so we got a great chance to pray for a lovely couple who were in Perth and uh, until we prayed for them I didn't really realise what a burden I had on this really but I really feel like what Stu was saying is true we fought for something here and but I'm not having our our victory be just for Hope Church Glasgow it was too big a battle for that I'm claiming it for Glasgow for Edinburgh for Dundee for Inverness for Aberdeen for Scotland We are fighting for churches that are going to be a people of presence and power where their people are honoured and respected and esteemed. And uh, I can't, I can pray it better than I can say it. You're doing great. (laughs) You're doing really well. Okay. Well, listen to what this man's going to say because God's got put an apostolic anointing on, on him, which and it looks which like is going to work out, and it, it does look crazy. Okay, I'm going to try and, and tell a story. Uh, how many of you weren't alive, or how many of you were ten or younger in 1994? Ten or younger. That's quite a lot of you. Huh. How many of you were like 15 or younger in 1994? Don't take a do a bit of maths. Okay. Ha! In. Uh, <laughs> we're just having a lovely time here. Why don't you hug somebody? Just join in. <laughs> Turn around, somebody. Even if you don't like them, hug them. Come on. <laughs> ha! Um. Okay, in 1994, in January, 
in, uh, <laughs> it's okay, I'll just keep talking, it's fine. <laughs> love's, love's the most potent force in the universe, stronger than doubt, <sighs> stronger than the devil, <sighs> it's stronger than your fear, because love kicks fear out of doors, is the amplified translation of one John. So my mental concordance has just gone out the window this morning. I, I was thinking of verses, I couldn't find them. So I do love the Bible and I believe it, all right, but I'm not guaranteeing any great connection right this morning. Ha! Um, in, uh, yeah, here we go. 1994, um, there was an outbreak of the Spirit and it began in a place, as these things usually do, in, in Toronto. Um, and it, it was a, it was accompanied by, and, and, the, and the pastor of that church was a man called John Arnott and his wife's Carol, and you, many of you will have, will have heard of them, uh, and a man called Randy Clark who had been so hungry for reality and God to break out in power. Uh, I'm a little fuzzy on some of the details, but I know he'd, he'd been to Argentina where there was revival. And he'd been just calling out on God, and, and stuff had begun to happen around him, I think. And he, got him, he was telling his friends in the, uh, the vineyard movement, which is where he was at the time, and John Arnott said, I want some of that, and invited him. And, and they did a, I think it was just a, meant to be a few days, and the Spirit of God broke out, uh, and, and they continued, I still, they still do it, but it, they continued on for pretty much six days a week kind of meetings where you just got prayed for to receive more of God and just went on and on and on and on for years and years and years and they're still doing it uh, I'm not sure they do it every day but for a long time it was every day I went September that year uh, with a friend of mine and it was still it was still called the Toronto Airport Vineyard at that point in time uh, and and John tells the story that it's the first manifestation was that people fell over one at a time ha and then people started falling over. Multiple people would fall over at the same time. Uh, and then things like laughter broke out. And then the laughter turned to roaring. And there was shaking and quaking and ah, stuff. And <laughs> just a little demonstration. Uh, the twitching and all kinds of stuff externally started to happen which freaked large portions of the body of Christ out uh, and wouldn't go near it um, and, and actually meant for them that they had to leave the movement they were in because the, the sort of leaders weren't for these sort of excesses. Um, at the time, it came, across, uh, it came across the channel to the UK and we had a lot of the same stuff. And it was not picky on stream, denomination. If you wanted it, you could have it, really. And some people who didn't want it got it as well, which is that um, they didn't keep it because they didn't want it. Um, and, and I know the church we were in in Newcastle at the time was really birthed in this whole thing. We actually formed it in uh, November of 94. And really, the church was birthed out of being drunk in the Holy Spirit for between five and seven hours a day on a Sunday. That was a great way to start a church, really. 
it, it was a bit like he just can't, couldn't get people out of the building and then we'd all come back for a prayer meeting in the evening and you couldn't get them out of the building again and whoever was locking up, which is often Joy's dad because they live next door, was like, get out, I want to go to bed, I've got to lock the door and set the alarm and all that. It was just mental. I, I won't tell you all the things we did because it was hard. But it was fun. I mean, I never had so much fun in the Holy Spirit. And, and at the time, people were very critical, suspicious, cautious, because it just looked stupid. Um, and people did, we didn't have a grid for some of the things that were going on. And people were researching uh, stories of past revivals. And, and, and we were often ref- making referring to as much of Scripture, obviously, as we could. And things that happened in other revivals. The one I remember was the Cane Ridge Revival in the States. I forget the date of it. But what I remember is in those days, women wore long hair up in grips. And the twitch, one of the features of that revival was that their heads would twitch so violently that they would twitch their heads and the hair would flick and all the the combs would fly out and it would be like a whip snap in the air from the length of the hair. The South Wales revival, ha, the miners would go to church before they went down the mines and they would be dancing on the pews at 6am in the morning in their miners' boots. And I know someone who never entered in, well, I don't know the person, but I know the relative down the line, who, her and her daughter never entered in because they'd been praying for revival for years, opened the door one morning to see what it was like, and it was so outrageous, they said, this can't be God, and they left. But 100,000 people got converted in two years. Sounds like God to me, just didn't look like God to them. Um, so this whole move was, people were cautious, critical, and some of us just dove in and thought it was, didn't get it all, but thought it was wonderful. Uh, huh. And at the time, the appeal was, you know, we made our best appeal to Scripture, um, to, to past revivals and so forth, but, and also to change lives. People's individual lives were being changed by these sometimes absurd-looking encounters. Uh, marriages were being restored. Relationships were being restored. People's internal worlds were being restored. So there were lots of personal testimony that was good fruit of this move of the Spirit. And there were daily receiving meetings happening here in the UK in different parts of the UK. People were doing that right through probably till 97, late 97. And that, that's significant for what, for what I'm going to say in a minute. Ha. Um, what, what we went to was a get-together of a whole bunch of guys and women that stayed in that river, to use a phrase, all right? That's God poured something out that kind of got known as the river out of Ezekiel 47. And it gets, it gets wider and deeper the further away from the, the, the temple it gets. And these guys had their, as they were sharing their stories... Many of them had their marriages restored. Cheyan was there. He spoke about he'd had 10 years of the dark night of the soul. He was ready to quit the ministry, sell his house, buy a dog that bought, bit Christians and, and buy a farm somewhere. And he'd, you know, he'd been in ministry. He'd been in a, a, good, a good, wholesome movement. Uh, but he just had enough. And his marriage was creaking. And then he had an encounter in this thing that happened in 94 that restored his marriage and his hope and totally revolutionized his church. He now is a leader of a movement with 10,000 churches. Ha! 
they, a little while ago, they sent a, a woman to northern India. Sounded like she was about the size of Lenny without shoes on. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and in the time that she's been there, so I, I, picked, <laughs> I picked Carissa up from Lenny's house and Lenny answered the door without her shoes on. I thought, ah, okay, yeah. <laughs> now listen to this, though. This, this woman went to northern India and she's seen 150,000 people converted and planted 3,000 churches. This is part of Cheyenne's movement, and this, they're starting to call this woman the, the Heidi Baker of Northern India. Northern India is the place of the most unreached people groups. Um, that, so now we're not just looking at fruit of individual life change. Here we had a group of guys who've walked in this for some of now 17 years, and there's a fruit of a whole movements that have, that have got birthed out of this. So Chayam was the first speaker, so Chayam and Sue, uh, they're in Pasadena. Um, then we had Bill Johnson, he did a couple of sessions so there in, in Redding, California. Uh, then we had an absolute crazy guy. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> and ha! <laughs> <laughs> I think something that was on him leapt off him and jumped onto me. <laughs> okay, just stay with it for a minute. Ha! Ha! It's ha! The ha! Uh, George, George, Georgian. Ban off, ha, ha, he's just mental, and ha, yeah, but powerful, powerful, and, and ministering to thousands of people, thousands of people, another guy, his marriage put together in this move, and his whole life put together, really, he was very dry in his ministry, um, and then we had, uh, Heidi couldn't come, but we had Roland Baker, uh, she, so Heidi and Roland are a couple. Heidi uh, leads the ministry that some of us went to in Mozambique. And uh, she, <laughs> they now have over 10,000 churches and they're planting, we were there and it's mental, they're planting 200 churches ha, a month. So now we're not just talking about... <laughs> We're not just, so I'll just keep going. We're not just talking about like, a life change. We're talking about nations being changed because they stayed in the river. And it all looked like this. It looked completely insane. And now thousands and hundreds of thousands of people are being converted because people weren't offended by the outside and they were willing to press in to be changed from what God was doing on the inside. <laughs> and, and such is the kind of westernization and the, the, the Greek thinking that has affected our culture. A lot of us in the UK started to give up on the river somewhere around 90s. A lot of those receiving meetings stopped. Ha. Huh. And, and we all decided we should get to work for Jesus and do mission. Uh, ha. 
because it's in the Bible. Let's face it, mission is in the Bible. Um, huh. But these guys are doing more mission than I have ever seen. I mean, thousands and thousands of churches. It's just phenomenal. In 15, 16 years, it's absolutely incomprehensible to what we've experienced here in the UK. New Frontiers has grown a lot, but we're like seven, eight hundred churches now. Uh, I think. Um, you know, I've abandoned all hope of dignity, honestly. <laughs> this guy, th- th- on Saturday morning, uh, Georgian Banoff was speaking, and I was sitting in a pew, and this is what was happening to me, and it was like my bum was polishing the pew, <laughs> and my arms are going like this, and I'm like, and I'm fully, I'm fully with it, you know, I'm, I'm aware of what's happening, but I can't stop it, and then it stops, and I think, oh, thank God, and then someone would say something, and then off I go again, and I'm like, what are you doing I've had various manifestations. I've twitched and groaned and fallen over and laughed and cried. And, but this is a new one. <laughs> and Stu had a word for me. He said, it's because you're becoming a sprinkler. So I don't know. But... However <laughs> 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 it works. <laughs> the, 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 the thing I want us to just receive today... It's God, God has done something amazing. And these guys, you know, just chatted their own personal walks, their challenges, their restoration stories. <laughs> the whole point of this conference was this feeling there is that actually in the UK we all got corporately out of the river. We didn't quite get, because when that flow started, there was a message inside it as well and, and for some caught that many didn't and the message was about the father heart of God and, and some embraced that some didn't some just thought you know what I've been whacked now x hundred times surely there must be something else to do and they started to secretly despise the outward manifestations um, I can understand it. I totally understand it. But we end up... But I compare then where these guys have gone and what's happened in the UK. And, and this word started to come to several people uh, out of Haggai about the rebuilding of the temple after 14 years. And actually pretty much to the day, this conference we've just been to was four was was 14 years after it all stopped so the temple started to be rebuilt there's a 14 year gap because of opposition and then they began again and that was the real sense of what was happening is actually something stopped 14 years ago in the UK and this weekend was saying God giving us a second run Uh, do you want it it's gonna look I mean we've had some it's already been happening but it's just you're just going to look stupid. But if it means that I'm transformed and this church is transformed and this city is transformed and this nature is transformed, then bring it on. You know, God, 
there's, there's so much more than our kind of constricted view of what Christianity looks like. When uh, Teresa and I went for our prophetic appointment in uh, Bethel last year, wasn't it? We walked in and this nine-year-old kid prophesied over us that there would be so much joy in Hope Church that people would leave the pubs and come here because it would be more fun. Now, that isn't what people think of about church, is it? Let's go to church for fun. But like Stu was saying about the worship, it was fun. It was just... So there's nothing medically wrong with me, honestly. Um, Yeah. And then they talked about all the kind of things they learned and then many of the things we've begun to learn here. Um, And it's creating a culture in which God can move and can continue to move uh, and and where we have love and honor for one another and um, our focus is on him and his presence. Uh, And I I think I should say one more thing and then move everything out of my way. (laughs) Especially my new tablet, which I haven't used. And I've discovered a downside is when it's switched off and I look down, all I can see is my face. (laughs) Nobody told me about that feature. Uh, Something happened to me yesterday. I was doing this all day in some form. And I lay on my bed and I said, Daddy God. And, and I know God's my father. Uh, and I've called him dad. And I do. But there was a deeper level of me connecting to Daddy God. And there's further for us all to go in all of these things. We want to be better at mission. We want to be better at intimacy with him. We want to know that we're sons and daughters. So I, God's lifting us a level. And one of the things that's going to happen is that you can say, Daddy. <coughs> Whatever the intimate word that is meaningful to you to address a father figure or your father, and some of you I know there's bad father histories, but some of us actually find it hard to say the intimate word for father to God, and we come up with unintimate words or Greek words or, you know, Abba is a, yeah, Aramaic, thanks, I told you my Concordance brain is on holiday. Uh, Aramaic word. We can say Abba Father, but that's another culture's word for intimate father. Uh, um, uh, I don't know what your word is. Pops. (laughs) It may be. Have you got a word? Because I just want us to say it to him. Is that okay? Let me, let me kind of give you a practical demonstration. <laughs> so put on my lips from my heart to you, Daddy God, that I love you and I welcome your involvement in my life. 
And you need to pray a prayer like that now. Can we do that together? Put your hand on your heart. Put your hand on... I'll tell you what, do it for somebody else first. Put your hand on someone's shoulder next to you and ask that they would be able to encounter Daddy God this morning. Ha. 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 and now why don't you pray come put it on your lips for yourself too daddy God or whatever your intimate word is for father thank him that he's your dad that he cares for you that he thinks about you put your hand on yourself and express affection to our heavenly dad. Ha. I really want to challenge you to say it, not think it. It's, or mumble it. Come on, it get, get bolder with what we're doing. I know there's people around, but they're all <coughs> fighting hard to think about what they're saying. Come on. Ha. Daddy. Papa. Whatever it is. Ha. We welcome you. We love your presence. We love what you do. Ha. Okay. Ha. Okay, now we get to play with the toys. Anybody up for playing with the toys? Anybody up for playing with the toys? No, I'm serious about not being serious for the rest of whatever time we have. Is that, is that okay? Uh. <laughs> okay, I'm out of water. <laughs> We need to engage with being children of God again. Yeah. Okay, it's so easy to feel uncomfortable with this because we're adults, we're grown-ups, we don't do this kind of thing. You know, daddy and all that kind of stuff and playing with toys, it's for kids. No, it's not. It's for us. We need to be, we are children of God. We need to, we need to approach God as little kids. We need to get excitable about God. We need to get excited about what he's got for us. And we need to throw away all the constraints uh, that stop us from being who we are. Oh! (laughs) Go for it. Honestly, it's really fun. (laughs) Let's at least stand and get out of passivity mode. Ha! 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 We're not going to do a fire tunnel. Ha! Ha! Because the fire's here. Ha ha ha. You don't need a tunnel to get in the fire. Ha ha ha. Do you want fire? Oh, well, ask him for it then. Fire, Lord, fire. Oh, impartation, God. Ha ha.